Welcome to the Trinity Baptist Church podcast with Senior Pastor Matt Homeyer. For more information about our church and to keep up to date with the latest resources, visit our website at trinitybaptist.org. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning. Welcome this morning to worship. We are glad you're with us. If you're visiting with us today, we're especially glad you are here. Let me pray for us as we enter into this time. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this community, this gathering of friends, this gathering of brothers and sisters in Christ that means so much to us. We come to it each week, and and too often we are guilty of coming together lightly with other things on our minds, with other things we might be doing. And yet every time we gather, it is a great gift. It is a great grace and blessing. It is nothing short of miraculous, this gathering of believers unified in you week after week. Help us to. See it for the gift it is this morning, to revel in it. In your name we pray, amen. Just this here a little bit. Just a little too close to me. (laughs) Let me ask you this. What draws you here week after week? I mean, it's, it's Sunday. There's any number of things you might be doing today with your time. Some of you could still be in bed. Some of you could be uh, hunting. Some of you could be fishing. Speaking of things I like, obviously, you could be doing other things that you enjoy doing. What draws you here week after week? I mean, maybe for some of you, those things are very heavy and present on your mind today, and you know very well, maybe it's the person next to you that drew you here rather forcefully today. Maybe there's something else that that drew you here. For some, maybe we come here every week, and we really haven't thought specifically to answer that question. What, What is it that draws me here? Why do I do this? It's an answer you need It's a question you need to answer, even if it's an expected answer. For we don't want to do this lightly, or or too easily, or without thought. I mean, there's any number of answers to this question, but I'm going to go ahead and give us a couple that I think are the main answers for us as we get into this sermon and wade into what it means to be community together. Uh, One, you have met with the risen Christ. And your life is now different. You are now transformed and changed. And so something within you that has met with Christ longs to come and worship and longs to come and sing and longs and comes to hear the word and gather with others that have met the risen Christ. That's one. Two, you come for one another. 
one another is going to be a very important phrase in today's sermon. You, you come because you have brothers and sisters in Christ in this place. You have friends on this most intimate spiritual level here in this place. You come because you find love. You come because you find acceptance. You love. You come because you find what we're calling today community. And the two of those answers, you come because you've met with the risen Christ, you come because of one another, those are actually joined together. If we have met with Jesus and yet haven't found community, then either we are still learning Jesus or community has failed us. If we come for the community but we haven't yet met Jesus, well, then we pray that you do. Know that that is why most of us gather here today. It's this one another belongedness. I'm going to make up several words today. So if it kind of annoys you for one word to be made into a verb or something, I'm sorry. This is just kind of what we're doing today. There's going to be a few of you. It's this one another belongedness that we're talking about today. Our one anotheredness is called community. We're in this Growing Together series where we're talking about the vision of Trinity Baptist Church that's been handed down to us and the promises we make to one another. We've discussed our vision uh, for seekers to become believers, for believers to become disciples, for all of us to be somewhere on this journey of growing to know Jesus ever more intimately and transformatively in our lives. We've discussed the promise that, that we make to one another, that we make to our community, that we make to our our world, that, that we as a community will seek to grow in love because God is love and therefore to follow God is to love, that we will grow in Christ's likeness, that, that we will grow to look more and more like Christ, but even more in that, we will place our life in Christ and every day we'll be seeking to deny ourselves and, and to choose to follow Christ in, in small ways each and, every one, each and every day. And then today we discuss we will grow in community. Next week we'll discuss, we'll discuss we will grow in service. We will grow in community, which is to say we will grow in our one anothering of one another. This is going to be a sermon in two parts. One, to really explore together, what is this word community? As the kids exemplified, I think as Jack might have said, it's something we kind of know, but it's also kind of hard to explain. It has a lot of different connotations and, and, and attachments to it. And then we'll, dis we'll discuss how do we grow in community? So what is this that we're talking about? And how do we go about growing in it? And we'll have a few resources here. So community means a lot of different things. Well, it means one thing. It's in a lot of different areas, right? We live in the community of San Antonio or, or Bear County or however might, we might want to describe this kind of wider, large community geographically. We are all parts of subgroups 
of this wider community. We have groups that we participate in. We live in uh, particular types of or areas of town. We live in particular neighborhoods within that area of town. Our kids are involved in particular school districts and, and you shop at particular HEBs and eat at particular restaurants. And we kind of each sub, uh, self-select into these differing areas of community like nesting dolls within one another. Some of those are very, very small. Maybe groups of friends that you have or, or groups you get together with, and then some of them are, are very large and diverse, as big as the city itself. But we are a community. We as Trinity Baptist Church, and also we as the church universal, these fit inside one another, are a community you self-select into. Community is the relationships, the sense of belonging that we have as a church. There's affection there. There's commitment there. There's a willingness to serve one another represented in this word community. I drew on this idea that we'll talk about today from Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book, Life Together. He opens the book by quoting Psalm 133.1, how good and pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity. Bonhoeffer says, and, and I think in our better moments we know, that community isn't something we have to do. That community is a gift given to us. Doesn't that maybe flip how we view church sometimes? <laughs> when we feel like we have to go, we feel like we should go, Instead, the community that we attend and that we belong to is a gift and a grace given to us by Jesus. Uh, we are created to belong in community. There's this longing when we are not in community, when we're not with others. Most all of us have experienced this in some time in life when there are times when we're so enmeshed with others, particularly maybe the introverts among us, that we just want to be alone. <laughs> And we need solitude. We need to not be around others, but stay in that place for long. And most all of us feel a longing for connection with other people, probably with particular people. There are people we miss. There's relationships we miss. There's affections and connections and all of these things we miss. We're created for this. There's a divine longing placed within us for this. And to meet this longing, God gives us community. He gives us families, which is going to be our next sermon series talking about uh, the formation of the family. He gives us one another as the church to meet this need that he placed within us to belong. Community is a gift. Bonhoeffer says that we, and I think we, most of us would be in this category, we who experience community easily often take it for granted. His exact phrase is, community is easily disregarded and trampled underfoot for those who experience it easily. You know, for the vast majority of us, it's something we're thinking about. Community comes to us very easily. We are meeting very publicly today. <laughs> 
We're not meeting underground in a hidden room needing to be quiet. We have this beautiful building and this big steeple and we advertise and we're on websites and we're on all over the place letting people know we are here. It's easy to be here. We often take this for granted. But what happened when pandemic hit and we couldn't gather here. There's a nationally known picture in this sanctuary of no one in here but Mark Parr that was on Washington Post. Yeah. When we could not gather, we did not take it lightly any longer, did we? We could meet online. That was something. We could watch it. That was something. But it wasn't like being together. We didn't take it lightly anymore. And, and everything around us began to, be, to discuss about how do we connect? This is all, I wasn't here at this time, but all churches, how do we connect? How do we find a way to be together? We didn't take it lightly and we wanted to be together. There's 60 or 70 people watching from differing homes, watching right now online. Most of them would give anything to have the health or the ability to be here present with us today. When it's taken away, we, we miss it. Was told the story of a South Korean missionary, a group of South Korean missionaries who were imprisoned for, for witnessing to their faith in, in a country where they were not supposed to. And the men were kept in one cell for several months and the women kept in another cell with very little interaction between them, and, and it was not a pleasant experience. And finally, they were released and sent home. And their first interview, one of the men gave when they arrived home a couple weeks later. He said they were glad to be home, but they missed the community, the fellowship they had with Christ and one another in prison, where Christ was all they had. Community is a gift. You are Christ's gift to one another. Quite literally, some of the things we pray for in our lives that we ask God to do, the answers to those prayers are out here in our community that someone else will meet, that someone else will speak, that someone else will witness to us, serve us. The answers to our prayers are often within our community, Christ's gift to us. When we are able to gather as community, we should fall on our knees and thank God for this inestimable gift that we experience each and every week and in some form or fashion virtually or really every day of the year. If we are created for community and Christ gives us community, this gift, I mean, it reveals three things about our life together as community. Three things really worth noting here that Bonhoeffer gives us. One, it is that whatever we do together, however we experience life together, whether that is two or three of us meeting at a coffee shop or at home, whether that is we're shopping at HEB and you run into one, isn't that fun? Running into people in town. I've just now been here long enough to run into people in town and know who they are. That's a gift. That's a gift. That is community, that is church <laughs> when that happens. Or, or whether it's something like that or whether we gather formally every time. It, it says that Christ has, has called us out and joined us together 
and unites us so that everything we do as community is not us doing it. It is done in Christ. This is where these promises to love and these promises to grow in Christ's likeness all start layering together, which we'll talk about in a minute. That to grow in community is to grow in Christ. That's the first thing it says. Second, if we're created for community and community is a gift, it means I need you. And that goes for all of us. You need one another. You are Christ's gift to one another. A Christian needs others because of Jesus. We can't do this life alone. We know that. We also can't follow Jesus fully by ourselves in isolation. Being with others on the one hand, it gives us opportunity to practice our faith, quite literally practice, try it out, give it a shot, fail a few times, screw a few things up, <laughs> screw a few things up, but do so where grace is given and we grow in our proficiency, we grow in our faithfulness. We give each other, I, you give me the opportunity to love. You give me the opportunity to be patient. <laughs> you give me the opportunity to be kind. You give me the opportunity to show grace to one another. You give me the opportunity to love. You give me the opportunity to be in Christ with one another. We, give, we need others for this. I can't do that alone. You reveal things to me. And if that is true, if every Christian needs other Christians to grow, the opposite of that is true. You need me and I need you. And each one of us sitting where we are can look to anyone else across the aisle or across the sanctuary or right next to you today and say that. Community, to be community, I need you and you need me. I mean, there will be some times and we're joined in Christ. I mean, if it weren't for Christ, how crazy it is that you would let me preach to you and listen. I mean, I, I'm not so great. <laughs> if my parents were here, they could tell you this, right? Like, I'm 42. Many of you are older than me. By a, have, many of you are, are better speakers than me. Many of you are wiser than me. Many of you are further or longer in the faith than me. But because we are joined in Christ, this works. Because it's not just me. It's us discerning this together. Because we are in Christ, you will sit in a small group with someone and they will teach, they will bring the word of God to you in a way you couldn't do that for yourself. Because we are in Christ together, if I come and serve you or if you go and serve one another, that's not done as a way of, of condescension or it's not received with pride. It can be done in humility. Because we are in Christ, we need one another. This is what community is, one anothering. And it's what Christ creates among us. So how do we do this? The reasons to be involved in community are because we have met with the risen Christ and because of one another, because we want to belong to a people and to a group. We want to know love and acceptance. We want a place to give and receive what we have to give and receive in the world. One another. That phrase, one another, is used six different times in Scripture, in the New Testament. 
And each time it's used in the New Testament in differing of the letters, it's used to speak of how we are to live with one another. Angela Reed, who, who teaches at Truett Seminary in spiritual formation, she wrote a book called A Quest for Spiritual Community, and she calls part of the life we are to live together to be about one anothering that we can list these six uh, times one another is mentioned in Scripture and model our life as a community after these one another's, which we'll have on the screen. We'll walk through them. One, what are we to do? We're to encourage one another. First Thessalonians 5.11, Hebrews 3.13, therefore encourage one another and build each other up. That's one mark of our one anothering. We're to instruct one another or teach one another. Romans 15, 14. Jacob will love this one. We're to speak, this is mentioned twice, speak psalms and hymns to one another. Ephesians 5, 19 says, addressing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody to the Lord with your heart. We had a funeral in here yesterday. It was a very meaningful funeral. And the son of the man who died gave the, the service, and, and he is a pastor, and he kept it together, and it was such a powerful thing. But when we sang, our hearts came into our throat. Our hearts tapped into something in, inside of us that we were holding together. We need times to sing together, to allow our emotions to come up, to connect with one another, to join with one another in a way that just doesn't happen in other areas of life. So it's the one of the one another's. We're to sing to one another. We're to admonish one another, admonish and instruct. And so there's some correction of, of doctrine and belief and instruction and encouragement in the faith. In Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Again, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness. So we're not to be moral police, admonishing one another in every little dot and tittle of what we've done wrong in life. No, we're to admonish, instruct one another in the wisdom of the faith, in the teaching of the faith. We're to confess and pray with one another. James 5, 16, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. We're to lift our concerns to God for and with one another and join in this heavenly chorus, this rebounding and redounding of grace that comes from us to God and back again and from us out into the world. Finally, we're to spur on one another. That's a good San Antonio word, right? Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider how to spur one another to love and good works. Add those up, y'all. You put that back up there. Encourage, instruct, worship and sing with one another. Admonish and instruct and teach one another. Confess and pray with one another. Spur one another on to love and good deeds. How do we grow in community? Again, it's important to note our promise is to grow in community. We're not necessarily talking about adding numbers to the community. The growth of the community is the byproduct of the life of Christ in the community. So our primary goal is to grow in community, to live these one another's out among us. 
And when we do that, there exists such a life among us, such a vibrancy among us, such love among us, such Christ-likeness among us. We'll talk next week. There flows from us such service that the Spirit of God, the growth that will come of the community, takes care of itself because of the life in the community. These are the ways we serve others in our community and are the ways others will serve excuse me, serve us in these ways. I wonder if your experience in this community is marked by that type of one anothering. I hope so. If it's not, I'm sorry. If it's not, honestly, I'd like to hear about it. I'd love to meet with you and know what has been different for you and how we might go about being a more faithful community to you. I wonder if your participation for all of us in this community is marked by that type of one anothering that are pretty much all positive, right? There's complaints in there, sure. There's, there's truth in there but encouraging, instructing, building up, spurring one another on, worshiping and singing with joy with one another. These should be the marks of our life together. Friends, this church, this community is a gift, a precious gift given to us by Jesus. It's a gift of himself mediated through one another. It's the gift of his presence with us that we get to share with one another. We are given one another to meet our needs. We are given one another to meet one another's needs. Each time we gather, again, be it two of us bumping into one another at HEB or every time we gather for Bible study or when we gather for worship or when we gather for service or when we gather for anything that we do as a church, we should give thanks for the miracle of this gift that we have the privilege of participating in. Our promise is to grow in community. And so our promise, if you call yourself a part of this church, is to commit yourself to those one another practices. The promise is to seek to know those in Christ, in love, and nothing else. And when the other things pop up among us that are not on that list, and they will, we practice confession and repentance, which are on the list, and we seek to do better. We seek to, to continue to grow in Christ all over again. It's so funny how these promises, when I started studying them, seem so distinct. We will grow in love. We promise we will grow in Christ-likeness. We promise we will grow in uh, community or friendship. We promise we will grow in service coming next week. But they're really all layered together in, in four ways of talking about the same thing. It's pretty amazing. If we stick to following Jesus closely, all four are accomplished. If we stick to the way of Jesus and the person of Jesus as closely as we can, because we've encountered and been changed by this risen Lord, 
we will be people that grow in love. We will be people that grow in Christ. We will be, uh, grow in community and be a community that models those things. We will necessarily seek to serve others because of this love we've been given. Four promises accomplished simultaneously in parallel with one another. Friends, you will get up next week and you will make plans throughout this week and in the seasons of head, and you will have to choose. Why do I do this? Why do I attend here? Why do I invest here? Why do I give here? Why should I belong to this place? I hope the Spirit lays on you a challenge to one another well, to be a part of this one anothering of encouraging and instructing and teaching and spurring one another on and worshiping together with joy that helps all of us grow in community together. Let me pray for us. God, this community that you form among us is mysterious. Many of us in this community would not be friends outside of you Gather us all up and, oh, we may look fairly similar in some ways, some of us. But politically and theologically, ideologically, our interests, our age, so many things that would separate us from one another if we allowed it. And yet in Christ, in you, you gift us one another. Help us to treat one another as the precious gift that we are. Help us to join together in you, God, and accept nothing less than unity in this community formed and founded by you. We hope you enjoyed your segment of the Trinity Baptist Church podcast with senior pastor Matt Homeyer. Join us next week for another segment. For more information about our church and to keep up to date with the latest resources, visit our website at trinitybaptist.org.